Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Deplorable Nation. I'm your host, Deplorable Janet, and today I have another brilliant new guest for you. Um, she has not been on my show before, but she has been on other shows that we do like and support, like Mr. Davey from the Red Pill Cartel. So welcome, Miss Jet Angel. How are you, my dear? Hi. It is nice Thank to you have you on. Me. You are so welcome. So I want to talk to you um, a little bit about your journey growing up and what you went through uh, mm -hmm. growing up. Okay. Um, well, I grew up in Chicago. Uh, I went to a Catholic church only as Christer Christians, you know, Christmas and Easter attending. Mm -hmm. Um, made my first communion, but didn't really know like what Jesus meant or anything like that. Um, just went through the motions, basically, you know, got, got the first communion, like received the Eucharist and everything, went to confession, but I didn't realize like what any of that was. Mm -hmm. And then when I was 13, we moved to Florida because my half brothers, I have three half brothers because we have the same mom, um, their dad passed away and their uncle was a pastor of a primitive Baptist church out there. Mm -hmm. And so we all moved over there and learned about, you know, Jesus, honestly. Uh, they taught me how to read the King James Version of the Bible and, you know, you start in Proverbs, basically, and read like a little bit of that every day. And I didn't really like that. So I just started reading it from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And um, I read eight verses by myself every day for, you know, a certain amount of time. And then um, high school was hard because I came from Chicago where there were two groups of people. You either had the aggressive, you know, broken home, family life, kids that came to school and wanted to cause trouble and fight all the time, mm -hmm. or you had the really quiet, reserved arts and crafts people that just wanted to do their studies and made really nice art projects and everything. Mm -hmm. I was never here nor there. Um, I didn't like school. I never wanted to focus on my studies, but I figured I would stay with the people that, the people that, um, m made, you know, arts and crafts and stuck to themselves anyway, even though I was introverted and wanted to be famous, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, so I did a lot of theater and I I don't even know. It feels like I had no friends in theater, but I was the star of the show. <laughs> and like people just looked down on me for that, like looked down on me for wanting something more for myself and right. thinking that I had talent. And so when I moved to Florida, it was like either really hoity-toity snotty bitches mm -hmm. or complete losers. Like it was just one or the other. And I tried to be a snotty bitch for the longest time, but I was like, this isn't me. I was going to say, me. that's so not you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for saying so, Janet. I appreciate that. Um, and 
you know, I made a fool of myself trying to get their attention ultimately. Um, so I stuck with the, you know, the wayward souls, the outcasts and, Although they had their own problems, it really taught me to value people, just people in general. Like people are going to fuck up. People are going to break your heart. Mm -hmm. And what you need to do from then on is the message of this whole thing. Forgive. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Amen to that. Mm Mm-hmm. And honestly, like just knowing Jesus helped me with that because I was stuck in such a pit of resentment as to the way that I was treated my whole life that to step out of that and realize what the true message of Jesus is, is like, Mm -hmm. regardless of what people do to you, I mean, you know, don't completely turn the other cheek and just let them abuse you. That's right. not the message. Right. It is the meek will inherit the earth, which means if you have a sword and you know how to use it, use it to defend others. Right. Amen. And don't just use it willy nilly and destroy everything in your wake. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I just like swallowed my pride and I was like, okay, I have to forgive myself for being human, forgive others for being human, and forgive, like, my parents for being human, and forgive God for putting me here. Mm-hmm. I just honestly, like, that <clears throat> everything clicked so quickly. And, you know, Jordan Peterson honestly helped me with that and helped me come to that conclusion because I struggled there was there was a dark path when I was in Florida and I was still going to church, but everything's okay now. And, you know, obviously Jesus saved me and put me on the right path again. So, and I think that's a beautiful message, um, especially about their forgiveness, because people are so quick to, you know, like chastise people who bully them or put them down or whatever. And I know when I heard you do your first episode of your show, which we're also going to talk about. Oh, I heard to that, by the way. Absolutely. It was a fantastic episode and a fantastic testimony. But you were talking about like the bullying that you received in school. Um, And even as an adult, I can tell you that doesn't always stop. It doesn't. Um, Because I went through the same thing my whole entire life. I never fit like in a group like you're not accepted here. You're not accepted there. You're not rich enough. You're not a great athlete. You're not this. You're not that, you know, and adults um, can be the exact same way. They're very sometimes adults can be very judgmental and very uh, temperamental, I guess you could say uh, about who you are as a person and you don't do things the way that they would do them. So their reaction (sighs) to you is so negative. Trust me. I know. (laughs) And we, we all do. We all do things differently, right? I mean, you can literally do a math problem and come to the same answer, but by doing it a different way than someone else with common core is Mm -hmm. because I would do it my way and come to 
the correct answer and the teachers mm-hmm. would be like well that's not correct like you have right. to fit into this box and do right. it with these steps and it's like what happened to free will right. what happened right. to you know this is the way i want to do it and i you know i succeed anyway so what is what's the problem it's conformity conformity and control because the more that you can control people and situations the more manipulative that you can be you know it's easier for you to put other people down when you do things that way plus it's easier to control you for whatever purpose someone has for you Unfortunately, yeah. Um, There's people that want to make automatized beings of us. Mm -hmm. And we are just, you know, pawns in their little game. Mm -hmm. And fortunately, it starts at the school level. Right. Absolutely. Like school was really hard for me. Like I said that I don't, you know, I didn't get along with the like curriculum. And it's because I'm not like lazy or anything. I just did not want to do things that the the way that they wanted to do. I can't Mm -hmm. tell you how many times I had this art teacher who would (laughs) chastise me for doing art, like Mm -hmm. not making propaganda, but like doing things the way that I wanted to do it, like still following instructions of like the prompt, but like, doing my own thing right your own creativity that's art class that's an art teacher Mm -hmm. like i don't know i i just don't get it and it comes in so many forms because even um like most people have some kind of semblance of a memory from childhood where even in childhood when you're growing up it's like inserting that you know, mechanism of control or manipulation to get you to do things or conform to their way of thinking or their way of stuff, you oh, know, yeah. and, and I think that's, that's a big problem for people because those kind of things set in motion a life long, you know, you're not good enough or uh, yeah. what, your parents aren't, weren't affectionate. So, you have trouble finding love in the proper way or, or whatever, you know, it sets things in motion. Oh yeah. It definitely breaks down the person as a whole mm-hmm. and they feel like they are an incomplete being, right. which Jesus helps with, you know, mm-hmm. if absolutely you can figure that out, it, you know, it really brings it full scale. So did you, um, did you continue theater when you moved to Florida? So I did eighth grade theater and then I stopped after that and just did choir. And then I stopped choir like two years after that. So um, why did you stop doing what you enjoyed? Was there a reason behind it? Well, for one, people didn't take it as seriously as mm-hmm. I did. And they they got the starring roles instead, which was mm-hmm. also another path of my forgiveness that I had to forgive the girl that got the starring role. She was my friend 
and you know I I wanted to see her shine and everything but I was ultimately like really jealous and I didn't think that she deserved the starring role of Alice in Wonderland and you know I thought I could do a better job but I stayed in the background and you know did my little backup dancing which is ultimately what it was and you know it hurt to take a step back and like realize that like I'm not always going to win. Right. And to see somebody else succeed and to know that you need to be humble enough to be happy for them. Right. That's not always easy. Mm -mm. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) You helped me with that. You know, I, I can really say that like everything that I went through, like growing up, I would not have gone through it if, Jesus wasn't there like every step of the way like even before I knew him like I honestly like he was guiding my steps so do you feel comfortable telling me like what you went through growing up well um I mean I had a lot of trouble at home because my mom was a single mom Mm -hmm. and, you know, she gave me everything that I needed, supplied food and, you know, um, clothes and just the basics for life. But she was always very busy. Mm -hmm. Um, she was an alcoholic. She was like in and out of AA. Um, and I found most of my comfort. I only had one friend in the neighborhood. And it was the girl across the street. And it was only because my mom used to babysit. Oh, no. Her mom used to babysit my brothers when they were children. So we grew up together. Like as soon as this woman's baby was born and, you know, I was born, like we were in the hospital together. Like (laughs) we, we just like everything was done together. We went to swimming lessons. We went to summer camp. We went on family vacations, like everything mm-hmm. was done together. Right. Um, and I'm, you know, grateful I had her because if I didn't have her, I probably wouldn't have had anyone. Mm-hmm. Everybody was aware of who my mom was and, you know, she would go on field trips and chaperone and tell the kids not to curse. So all the foreign parents in the area thought she was insane. And, you know, it, all the ghetto parents, you know, they didn't want her anywhere around their kids. And it was just like, I, I have no, I have no idea what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm right. completely alone. I took a lot of time to like invest into art you know I used to draw and I used to write stories and I used to write my own songs and I still do write my own songs that started Mm -hmm. from a really young age um and I do admit I was a little boy crazy growing up I really wanted to settle down with just you know I wanted to wait till marriage but I wanted to settle down with like a boy that would take care of me for the rest of my life, like as soon as possible. And so do you, do you think that some of that comes from not getting that attention from your mom? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Now as an adult, I can see that the emotional dependency comes mm-hmm. from the lack of right. 
you know, physical affection and Mm -hmm. um, just emotional comfort that she wasn't able to provide because of said disorders or trauma in her past Right, that Mm -hmm. she just wasn't able to get to that level and be that empathetic mother figure that I need. Mm -hmm. But that's okay because we have Mother Mary in our lives. So how is your, how is your relationship with her now? Do you still have one? Yes. Um, I text her once in a while. Um, and once in a while is like once every couple of days and I go see her in Florida. The last time I saw her was last May. Um, I went down to Florida and she took me to see both my best friend from Chicago who lives there now as a dog groomer. Mm-hmm. And my best friend from, uh, like, it was sporadic, but, you know, my eighth grade and high school years in Florida that mm-hmm. I, you know, developed a very close relationship with. I got to see her before she left Florida for the first time, honestly, in her life. So that's good. Yeah. So, so the relationship is better now? Oh, yeah. Um, I think that from afar, it is, you know, healthier and it can thrive and grow. And, you know, I think that living with someone for as long as we did live together, like I was the only person living in her house for about, I'd say like 13 years because I lived in Florida with her for seven years, but my brothers moved out before that. So a little bit, a little bit longer, maybe 10. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we would watch TV together and I was, you know, angsty teenager. So I would like want to be alone in my room for hours on end, like on Tumblr. (laughs) And, you know, that wasn't the best thing for me, probably. (laughs) Um, Understand. A lot of my personality and it actually led me to like realizing, I guess, I guess I have a story about like what I know now, like with all the trans ideology, I ideology (laughs) (laughs) all that so you know I saw that firsthand when it was creeping up and Mm -hmm. I was like oh this is kind of strange but you know I'm on the other side of this where I guess I'll talk about that side of at a later date (laughs) so you know you said that you were missing that you know, emotional support and, and, you know, love and attachment in that sense. Mm -hmm. And so you did put a lot of your effort into creating things. Yes. And I think a lot of people do that as an escape because that's their, that's their outlet. And music is a great outlet for that because what better way to write songs than to write songs about whatever your emotions are. Oh, yes. And what you're feeling. Avril Lavigne was a big inspiration of mine. So Mm -hmm. her just like not giving a fuck attitude and she just wrote what she felt. That was a big, big um, factor in 
my art and how I created for sure. Mm -hmm. And I'm really glad to know, and that's why I titled this today, holding on to dreams, because I know you had said that you always wanted to be famous. You always wanted to sing or, you know, yeah, all I wanted of these things influence ultimately. And, you know, back in the day when I wanted to be on Disney channel and uh, I'm speaking from like a 13 year old right. perspective here. <laughs> um, Not your adult <laughs> self right now. <laughs> no. Um, I just wanted to be famous because I thought I was talented. Mm -hmm. But nowadays it's like, I want to be famous so I can spread the message of Jesus's love mm -hmm. and abundance, gratitude, truth, and forgiveness is what that all boils down to. And isn't it funny how like the gifts that we're given, we think we know what we're supposed to be doing with them. And this is oh, what yeah. I'm going to do. And I'm going to be a, a famous singer or a famous model or, you know, mm -hmm. a, a famous artist or writer or whatever. And that God has absolutely other plans for you as to how he wants you to use that. Right. Exactly. And that's and what I think is fantastic because you realize that because you're still young, you know, yeah. but you realize that and you put that to use and you're not afraid to speak your truth. Exactly. I think that, you know, breaking yourself down for the world, especially knowing what we know now. Like when I found out about Epstein and his connection to Disney and I used to want to be on Disney Channel and I lived in Orlando, Florida for seven years, mm -hmm. like everything changed and mm -hmm. I had to reevaluate re like everything I knew and held near and dear, honestly, because it was all evil. It right. was literally at the baseline pure evil and I was like okay I have to stop listening to the radio because the radio frequencies in 1953 the National Radio Commission changed all the frequencies from mm -hmm. you know 432 which brings you closest to God and nature and your inner self of being and changed it to 440 which leaves you feeling mm -hmm. anxious and, uh -huh. and, and like nervous inside like jittery exactly mm -hmm. and you know your nephew bob is the one that let me know about that when i first started listening to no mercy and i will thank <laughs> no mercy oh my god to the ends of the earth because they were my first podcast no mercy with tommy g <clears throat> shout out <laughs> they were the first podcast talking about adrenochrome that I was like, okay, I got to listen to these guys. And they're a little discombobulated, you know, they don't always have <laughs> Oof, the audio <laughs> they, they get off topic sometimes, but I know that they are real people and they actually care about the children and about humanity in general, yeah. you know, and that was really special to me. Just like finding that tribe. Mm-hmm. I'm so, I'm just so like proud of you for Aww. all of the strides that you have made in your life and and what it has done to to change your life for the better. I it's such a beautiful thing to see and to hear you talk about. I was Aww. like enthralled when I was listening to your show. I'm like I definitely need to have a conversation with her because Aww. 
your voice is so important and like how you went from where you were at to where you are now. Yeah. I really want the listeners to, to know that and to know like what your journey was. I really appreciate that because, you know, these days after Q and, you know, nobody went to jail supposedly and everything, you know, my heart was just broken. Right. And 2021 was a really hard year for me. And I was just like, well, if the world's not going to end, what am I, you know, what am I going to do about that? Mm-hmm. And I just started posting on Instagram, like all my art and, you know, just trying to make a name for myself. But honestly, I still haven't done anything that has been like prominent. Like I haven't made anything like a YouTube video here and there. Like I, I covered Poppy's computer boy and I put some articles about like why we shouldn't trust Elon Musk or, you know, Mm -hmm. Bill Gates and everything in there. Like my art comes out here and there. But, like, the motivation to get up and, like, conquer Satan in the name of, like, God's kingdom, it's just, it's fleeting. It's really a daily struggle. And I Mm -hmm. honestly, like, pray for me, listeners, because I would like to do better. Right. And, you know, I think, I think we can all strive for that same goal, right? Because... The amount of grace, mercy, kindness, patience, and love that he had for everyone. Exactly. We should strive to do better. And and I always use this and as, as an example. Yeah. Um, you should never pray for patience per se, because when you pray for patience, you get a lot of things dumped on you. At <laughs> once, mm. <That> right? <laughs> and so... You know, like somebody will call that literally irritates me or whatever. I don't answer the phone or something, or I do answer, but I do the proverbial eye roll first. And I'm like, oh, like, I don't want to answer this. And then I'm like, okay, God, I hear you loud and clear. I need to have more patience because this person needs something or they wouldn't be calling me. Exactly. And so I always, always in the moment have to take a step back and be okay. Like I am not perfect. And yes, I'm irritated because they've sent me like 500 messages through text and on every social media platform. (laughs) And why aren't you answering me? Like whatever. And then it's like insignificant stuff that they call about. Oh, no. You know, that was such an emergency, but I'm like, okay, well, for whatever reason, I need to have patience because they needed to get out this, even though it seems pointless to me. Yeah. Okay. Lesson learned. I hear you loud and clear. Uh-huh. So, you know, it's always like little lessons here and there throughout the day, all of the time about yeah. something that I could handle do better, say better, do better, whatever. Exactly. I I get that like you just being a friend in general like a true friend like someone mm-hmm. that act, actually cares about other people and the right. like value and compassion right um, has been such a milestone for me because I didn't know what that meant like I really didn't understand what that meant 
and it is, you know, giving the time of day to this other person because they need a listening ear, but it's also mm-hmm. like letting them know in little ways that you care, right. like picking up on what they like right. and like putting mm-hmm. that on TV or, you know, just certain things like that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I found that, you know, it's not even like monetary but like I found this at the store for you and I thought you would like it. And like just here and there, let's let them know that you have been listening to them and, you know, you actually give a shit. Mm-hmm. It's important. And I think that is so important nowadays for so many people because, you know, like like your situation or my situation or so many people's situation growing up, like you're missing something. And so the beautiful way that, you know, God works in our life is that, okay, so you didn't have this at that time, but now I'm going to give you an abundance of it in ways that you never expected. So all of these new people come into your life to fill that void, you know, and it, and they're people he sent for you. Oh. Oh, yeah it's so wonderful. And like, it's such a big blessing to realize like where I was back then, like scrounging for friends, you know, I was really attached to this narcissistic, um, gay man, uh, back in high school, he like scooped me up out of my house and he lived down the street and he taught me how to smoke weed and everything. But I was Mm -hmm. a, I was a puppet to him. I was a placing and Mm -hmm. just learning that, like I am, so much more than that. Right. You're worth more. Developing these healthy relationships with these, oh my gosh, these girls that I know, like all my girlies shout out, like they are so strong and beautiful. And honestly, they give me patience, you Mm know, they give me the patience that I've needed my whole life. Like I'm going to try not to get choked up. Oh my God. But you know, and I've it's always- okay if you do, because <laughs> it's uh, something that obviously needs to come out. He wants you to tell that. Uh, I, you know, being, wanting to be in the spotlight and everything, I was always seen as like annoying and obnoxious and like, just not cool like doesn't fit in in any sense of the word and like people knew me in a bad way like I would know people would know of me that I never even heard of when I got Mm -hmm. to Florida and they would call me Jamie anal which is really sucky but like I don't know I guess because I asked a bunch of guys out on my own you know of my own free will I guess Mm -hmm. that you know, I was seen as like some kind of slut or a whore or, you know, like loose woman. But honestly, I just wanted a friend. I wanted a partner. Mm-hmm. And if that was seen in that way in this sick society, then so be it. But yeah, I'm grateful for the way that I, you know, the way that Jesus, honestly, allowed me to honestly like chill out. Mm-hmm. And, like, be someone that makes people feel comfortable in my presence. Right. And I am so myself in my own way now that mm-hmm. 
I make everybody feel comfortable to be themselves as well. Mm-hmm. And people always tell me, like, I feel like I can tell you anything. We just right. Met. And it's because my energy is high frequency. Mm-hmm. And I'd be willing to say you're an empath. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> as well, you know, certain people shy away from that realization and everything. Mm-hmm. I am definitely an empath. And that gets hard as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, know, it does. Yeah. Everybody's energy and just, you know, needing to detach from it mm-hmm. is something I need to work on because, yeah, I won't go into details about that. But <laughs> yeah, and I talk about that a lot on the show because it gets very overwhelming when you mm-hmm. are an empath and especially, um, after you've been in like the game for a while, um, people start coming to you in droves because they need that connection from your energy. And then if it's positive energy and it's plug in, you got a real bright light going, right. And it's great. Mm -hmm. But then there are people that come and that try to connect to you that are very draining on your battery system. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it gets very dark and it gets very overwhelming mm-hmm. and you start to feel their emotions. Oh, You're yeah. You're carrying their baggage for them. And mm-hmm. those are things that you have to learn how to draw the line, heal from, protect yourself from, because that's a big deal. Like, that's yeah. a very big deal. Oh, yes, definitely. Um one thing I do, you know, have a problem with that people are like, well, be careful nowadays is when I moved out of Florida when I was 18. Um, and I, you know, the church just wasn't working out for me as much as I love Jesus. I had to leave the primitive Baptist church because there were just a lot, there was a lot of like bigotry right churchiosity is a problem Mm -hmm. yeah like i just you know religious trauma is a real thing right absolutely it is as much as i love my brothers the way that they exemplify christ is just not the way that i do i guess Mm -hmm. you could say um and i had to leave because you know my mom was not showing me the proper amount of support. I was taking care of their children and I never wanted children. Um, It was just a bad situation. So, Mm -hmm. and I was in the middle of doing school at the same time. I got my AA. Yay. I graduated. Like, yeah. Um, I moved to Ohio to be with my boyfriend of six and a half years currently And, um, he is going through a lot. He's autistic. He's on the high end of the spectrum. He has ODD. He has severe ADHD. And, you know, he's a nihilist. He blames God for making him the way that he is. Mm -hmm. He's angry at God. So how could, but he's also the one 
that introduced me to Jordan Peterson and someone recently, I wish I could remember who it was, but he said, that's the Holy spirit working through your boyfriend Mm -hmm. for you. And like, that was just so beautiful that that person said that to me, but, um, you know, he struggles with his faith, Mm -hmm. you know, it's as he was walking out the door and I was talking about like forgiveness, he's like, well, you know, you forgive, but you never forget and blah, blah, blah. Like his energy, just what he goes through at his factory job where there's toxic people around and it's a dirty, you know, environment. And it's just like, it's hard physical labor. Like he comes home and he tries not to bring that energy home anymore. I mean, it's been six years. We've been through the ringer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) ultimately honestly that's all i can say is you know it it was a hard couple of years right but you know him having that dark energy it's interesting because people will be like well doesn't that affect you and i'm like not if you you don't let it he is his own person and i can like kind of feel his aura shifting when I'm around him, just because of who I am, like, right, you know, uh, not to toot my own horn, but like, I am a light. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just try to make everybody happy and everybody smile. And, you know, toxic positivity is one thing that I hate. And he honestly has helped me with, like, discovering that the world is pretty shitty. Mm-hmm. And like, when I wanted to be a Disney channel star, I was living in this like bubble, like nothing else matters, but like me becoming famous and like, I don't even be nice to people. I just, you know, have to work at my craft and like, um, just everything is so happy and there's like no problems in the world. Problems. What I'm fed. What problems? (laughs) Like I literally, like I was in a delusional dream world. Right. And he opened my eyes to like feminism being an actual problem, like, you know, like third wave feminism. It just gives an excuse for women to be adulterous and, Mm -hmm. you know, all of these different factors that I had to take a step back. And I was like, you may not just be a stupid man. You might be right, (laughs) (laughs) you know, because I was raised in the Tumblr mindset that Mm -hmm. like feminism was the end all be all of everything and you know trans rights and lgbt rights and um people can be whoever they want to be regardless of like okay you can be who you want to be to a certain extent we live in a simulation you can like dress your character up like a sim but you have to be kind to people and Mm -hmm. it can't just be virtue signaling you have to have like morals and even you know, when I learned about the Jeffrey Epstein stuff, I was like, holy shit, like nobody has any morals anymore. And this is why. And, you know, I just like so many light bulbs were going off in my head. Like, this is what we used to listen to as kids, like Christina Aguilera, pussycat dolls. Like, that's what I grew up with. No Mm -hmm. wonder I'm thinking about sex all the time. And I'm on Tumblr looking at like daddy dom little girl relationships as a 15 year old, because I literally can't find the emotional support from
like it's not it doesn't make any sense you know right this is who yeah they've made us to be right and that's you know that is a very good point and it's it's so rampant in society that they they push these things out there to plant seeds and i i watched a great video the other day you know how um like the uh, scuttlebutt around this new obama movie that came out oh yes um i will not watch it however mm -hmm. you know people always say it's predictive programming but yeah. if you dig deep into scripture it is actually prophetic programming because oh, yeah. Demons cannot do anything that they are not invited oh, to do, basically. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, if we are like, oh, yep, see, it's going to be the end of the world or it's going to be this or that or whatever. And we yeah. speak that it gives them the power to go ahead and do that, just like the train or you know, food processing facilities burning down or whatever. It is prophetic fulfillment. Oh, yeah. It's revelation of the method. They need to clear their karma so that, you know, when their time comes, it's not as bad or whatever. But, you know, it, it will be bad. Mm -hmm. God will have his vengeance. Yeah, it's just, you know, there's so many things in the world that make us sick emotionally. Oh, and yeah. that's, I have a, a good friend that's a doctor. He doesn't call it disease. It's dis-ease. And mm -hmm. so that is what most things stem from in people's bodies is oh, yeah. the emotional struggle and turmoil and, and spiritual turmoil that we go through that causes us to be ill. Oh, yes. And you know, what you consume consumes you. Yes. So when you are listening to these harmful frequencies that are making you feel anxious and, you know, you're listening to that on the way to the way to work and then you have like a horrible day. Well, like, no wonder you're not fulfilling your spirit and your soul. Like, and then you go home and you, you know, scroll on your phone until it's time to go to bed and you're not you're not fulfilling what your soul needs. Like man shall not live by bread alone. Right. Absolutely. You need to comfort yourself. Honestly, you need to feed your inner child because honestly, you know, we're never grown up. Mm -hmm. You just keep going. And to realize who you used to be, that innocent being, you need to bring that to the forefront of mm -hmm. who you are now and honestly treat yourself like a child, like take care of your hygiene, do things that you need to do for yourself because it's what, what's right. You know, it's what's right for yourself. It's what, what's right for the people around you. It's what, what's right for the community, the nation. It just spirals outwards. So when you are taking care of yourself and you're fulfilling your mental needs and you're reading, you know, history and psychology and all these books that, you know, people before you 
we're smart. <laughs> I feel like everybody has such a big ego and has been conditioned to have such a big ego that like nobody can look outside themselves and realize that like philosophers were, you know, intelligent. Like just because they lived so long ago doesn't mean that they didn't know what they're talking about. There's nothing new under the sun. That's what the Bible says. You know, and that's that's why I love talking to normal everyday people because in our society it's like well you're not an expert because you're not a scientist or you're not an expert because you're not da 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 everyone has a story right and everybody has knowledge and wisdom that they have been imparted by god that they are supposed to implement and share and and talking to normal everyday people is such a beautiful part of what I get to do because yeah. you get to share like your journey and your path and how things affect you. And you are an expert at so many things that other people will tell you that you're not. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because social media has created such a competitive battleground Mm -hmm. in the case of art in general that, you know, for a certain point of time, I was just not doing my makeup. Like, and I'm really good at makeup. Like I'm really good at like winging the eyeliner, like doing the whole face makeup. Right. But I was just like, I will never be as good as them. So what's the point? You know, I can't draw little tiny flowers on my nose. So why should I even try mm-hmm. doing like what I'm good at? You know, it just doesn't it doesn't match up to what these girls out there are doing. And they're so young, like they're in high school and like they'll do their homework and then they'll like do a fantastic makeup look like they're definitely going to be famous someday. Like I, I, I don't measure up. So what's the point? Yeah. But see, that's why, uh, God is so good because he created all of us, Yeah, you know, and all of us to be very different and all of us to have special talents. So you can do things in your way. That is somebody else is looking at going the same thing. I can't, I'm never going to be as good as her because look at what she can do. And she's fantastic. And you're thinking the same thing about somebody else. And it's, it's that same ripple effect that we have emotionally on other people, whether we know it or not. So we can choose to have a good ripple effect, you know, and basically make like a joy tidal wave, or we can put out there the negative energy, which is going to cause, you know, like a hurricane. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And at the time like that, I was going through that like turmoil. That was another time that I had to like step back and be like, okay, Jesus, like tell me what you need from me right now, because I have no idea. Like I mm-hmm. don't want to envy these women for their talents. I want to build them up. So I started, 
complimenting them in their comments and you know even girls that like didn't have a lot of followers I would compliment them in their comments instead of just like drawing inspiration from them silently and they would start messaging me and to this day I am friends with those girls that I just Mm -hmm. said here and there like I like this element of this outfit and it pulls this together really well like the people take that into consideration when you actually give a shit about what they're creating. Mm -hmm. And I believe that like in the artist community, that is so important, you know, because we're all creators. We are created by God who Mm -hmm. is the ultimate creator. And we in turn are like little mini creators. Like that's the point of life. Like you can't Mm -hmm. eat if you don't cook, you know, that's my specialty. I'm, I'm a cook. I used to do art a long time ago and I still do in certain ways. Like, yeah. um, but I used to like do oil painting and, oh. and stuff like that. And I stopped doing that, but I was never like as great at like, uh, you know, charcoal drawings or something as someone else was. And I was like, no, nah, this is really not me. I wanted to be a fashion designer when I was growing up. Aww. That is really what I wanted to do. And my parents were like, basically, yeah, you suck at art. Yeah, you suck. You're never going to be able to do this. And oh so gosh. I took a different path. Um, And the first path that I took, I went to business school and I'm like, I hate this. I got my degree and I'm like, I hate this. This is not what I want to do with yeah. my life. This is not for me. And so mm-hmm. then I went into nursing. And then when I retired from nursing, then it was like he put me on a completely different path. And so it was like, okay, well, you need to do all these holistic things. You need to create holistic products or, you yeah. know, whatever. And so my my desire for art has changed and morphed into a very different kind of art than what I thought I was going to be doing a long time ago. Oh, yes, (laughs) definitely. (laughs) And holistic healing, like, that's another topic for another day. But, like, just the fact that they pump our food with genetically modified organisms, like, what does that even mean? Mm -hmm. So that's something I also try to stay away from. And I believe that's the reason that people are so depressed and Mm -hmm. not consuming. And and a wee tad on the crazy side, Mm. (laughs) crazy acting behavior. Let's say that they're not crazy per se. Their behavior is crazy. Oh yeah. Big difference. If you are, if you're consuming nothing but junk, it's going to weigh you down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the the friends I have that don't care about GMOs, you know, that it, it's cheap, it's what there's available, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you know, here and there, I suggest, like, why not try this other snack that doesn't have GMOs in it and, like, see how you feel because it honestly affects your mood. Mm-hmm. And they want all these teenagers running around on antidepressants. I was on Zoloft for two or three years, and it just made me completely numb. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. to like whatever was going on. And I could only feel the only emotion I could feel was happy. Mm-hmm. So like, it, it's like, no matter what was going on, I felt happy and I felt chill and like that it was an artificial sick happiness. Mm-hmm. So I just, I really feel for people and all the people that do have ADHD. The reason that they have it is because like, I, I was talking to somebody like in the eighties, it seems like everybody had ADHD in the eighties. And then, like, they had kids, and their kids have ADHD, and, like, it just continues the cycle, right? Mm-hmm. But there's, like, new tropics out there. There's different kinds of mushrooms that will help. Like, n- not necessarily psychedelics, but you know what I mean, like, lion's mm-hmm. mane and everything. Right. That's so important to realize that everything that we need as human beings, no matter, like, what disease or disorder we have – It comes from God. Like the Mm -hmm. cure, honestly, comes from God. Big pharma, big pharmacia, like they just want to control us. Pharmacia literally means human slavery. Mm -hmm. Like, so. Yeah. And it's, it, you know, people discount like the power of prayer um, and the amount of, well, the, the seismic power that comes from that, you know, cause people are like, Oh, you know, I'll pray for you or I'll pray about it. And, and people like poo poo that aside, like it has no power or it has no place, but yeah. I will tell you that I have seen actual miracles of healing being done for people lately, just from the power of prayer. Which is a beautiful thing, you um, know, and, and incredible. Two of my friends have had babies recently. Both of them have been, uh, early, very early at hospitalized, um, you know, massive problems, didn't know if they were going to live, whatever. Mm. And they're like, reaching out, can you pray for me? And I'm like, absolutely. Top of my list every single day and multiple times a day. And I'm like, you know, if I need help, like I have friends that I can call and be like, I need you to help pray for this person because this is like super important. And so we get to. Oh, the sound went out. Oh no. What happened? Hello? Can't hear. Oh. 
we were talking about Jesus healing and look what happens. Yep, of course. Oh, you can still hear me. Gosh. Oh, you're back. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Oh, that's so weird. That oh, Satan did not like that. <laughs> oh, no. I am, you know what? I am not going to edit that out either because. Wow. That is further proof right there. Um, the interference from Satan and his band of minions. Definitely. You know. We're so being taught not to believe in prayer. We're we're being mm -hmm. taught that God is just some figure in the sky and figment of our imagination. And like mm -hmm. everything is coincidence and miracles don't happen. And it's all just so wrong. It's so wrong. And so, let me ask you a question. Like um, when you're creating music or art or whatever, do you feel almost like you're being told like by him what you should create? Yes. I think it is the Holy spirit working through me because I work in his service. Mm -hmm. um, it just comes naturally. Like everything, like all the elements of my outfits, like I don't even have to think like the way that I layer and the way that I make it look interesting and new and exciting like it just looks so out of the box from what people are used to mm -hmm. that you know it does like cause people to notice and mm -hmm. I honestly believe it's all for his glory and you know what I absolutely love that because um that is so important and that's why I'm super glad that uh I have you on today because mm -hmm. this is our Christmas show you know, and I think for the Christmas season, for decades now, people have lost the actual meaning of Christmas and what yeah. Christmas is actually about. And instead of numerism Christmas, focusing on, you know, God and, you know, all of that message that goes along with it, people focus more on the uh, commercialism part of it and, you know, buying this and buying that and buying for people just like stuff that you would never buy them on a normal day, but you're buying it because you need to buy it because right. you like feel like you have to buy everything under the sun for everyone that you know. Oh yeah. Like I went to, um, the mall the other day and it just made me sad. Like, mm -hmm. look at all this useless stuff, stuff. that's just mm -hmm. going to sit around. You know, you're going to unwrap it on Christmas morning, and then it's going to go in the attic for the next couple of years. Like, mm -hmm. no one's going to use this. It's just all so such a waste of time and money. Mm -hmm. Like, Christmas should be about celebrating your time together. But honestly, I can't say much for that because my family was always dysfunctional and Christmas was always like <laughs> a mess, <laughs> mm -hmm. a ma a mess of madness and, you know, chaos and Satan is the author of chaos and Christ is simple. That's mm -hmm. before this recording. 
I do want to get that out. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> Honestly. You know, and and for me, like, just having the ability to create or make something, if I, if I feel called to give somebody something, it's going to be something that I created or made. It is That's not going to cool. be something that I bought. Because it's something that I have actually put genuine time and love behind. That's and this great. is my gift of emotion for you. Right. You know, I'm not I'm not into the commercialism side. We don't buy like gifts for everybody that we know. My husband and I don't exchange gifts. We never have. Because wow. it's the to me, the miracle and the blessing of us being together in the first place because he gave me, he brought me my soulmate, you know? And so we don't need materialistic things outside of that. That's so beautiful. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, that's truly how I feel. And, and, you know, I want people this time of year to think about like how blessed their life is for the things that are in their life and, you sure. know, whether it's it's family, spouse, partner, kids, you know, job, having a job, having money, having food or a roof over your head or, you know, yeah. it doesn't mean material things. The it things means, we take for granted. Right. The the even the smallest things. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's that scarcity mindset is, you know, what the elites want us to be living in that we constantly have to have to be consuming and we constantly have to be buying. And, mm -hmm. you know, you're not pretty if you don't have this product and no one's going to see you as special if you don't do this. Every Like, it's just not it. It doesn't it doesn't work. Right. And, Amen. You know, they're telling us lies. They're feeding us lies and, you know, injecting all sorts of things. And injecting lies as well. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have, well, I actually still do. My Facebook bio is they are in, injecting a spiritual virus mm -hmm. and message is not brought to you by Pfizer, AKA the science with a dollar sign. Like, mm -hmm. Because that clot shot, that uh, DNA mutilation injection, as Ivan Raikland likes to call it, like that is just so unnecessary. And mm -hmm. they just want to control us. And I think that when you eat GMOs, um, like correct me if I'm wrong, but honestly, I think that it makes those spike proteins grow mm -hmm. larger if that's all you have rushing through your veins for sure. And creates hormone dysfunction. Um, so how many people or are depressed, anxious, uh, irritable, panic attacks, PTSD? Um, how many people have brain fog? How many people have uh, headaches all the time, migraines or, you know? Or a big problem, yeah. The like, and it's all, or having problems conceiving, um, oh. having problems with their menstrual cycle, whatever. Exactly. <coughs> you Just know. 
biological functions that should be working properly. Like all of a sudden we have to worry about these things that, you know, thousands of years ago, we never had a problem with them. And Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, like, doesn't it seem suspicious that all of a sudden all of these problems are popping up? Myocarditis is on a, you know, exponential. Oh, but wait, we have a drug for that now. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Brought to you by Pfizer. Oh, yes. (laughs) For sure. You know, it's all just calculated. And I believe they've lost the game ultimately because Mm -hmm. God and they really fucked up with COVID. They wanted it to go a certain way and they underestimated the power of human serenity. And how Mm -hmm. humans can come together to say, hey, wait, doesn't this sound weird? And, Mm -hmm. like, I can think for myself, and this just doesn't sound like it's correct at all. Well, and here is a big lesson for people. Like, when all of that was going on, you remember, like, the sides that split, and it's like, uh, the vaccinated were like, we want everyone to die who isn't unvac or who's unvaccinated and whatever. And then the people that were unvaccinated are like, I hope the vaccinated people die and whatever. And I'm like looking at it from afar going, what the hell are you talking about? You right. are commanded to love your neighbor as mm-hmm. he loves you. And so why in the world would you give in To that destructive chaos where you automatically dislike somebody because they decided to get it for whatever reason. That's their personal choice. You have your personal choice. They have theirs. Um, So that's another big lesson is stop letting Satan, especially during the holidays, because you know people get a little cray cray during the holiday season when they're out shopping and whatever and their tempers flare and they don't act like normal humans mm-hmm. they kind of act like oh. cavemen uh-huh so that's that's a lesson is to make sure that you love those people regardless of what they do if they run over your toe with the shopping cart whatever forgive mm-hmm. those people and we- don't, don't let that chaos divide you yeah we all have our own struggles And to, you know, blow something out of proportion, it's just not worth it. You need to pick your own battles and Mm -hmm. decide what's worth fighting for. And you may get mad at the people that, you know, I'm unvaccinated, obviously. Um, I know many people that are unvaccinated. I know many people that are vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we all have our own struggles and our own reasons for getting it or not getting it. And you just have to really practice patience and, right. you know, realize that everybody has their own journey and love them regardless of what, what choices they've made for themselves. Just pray about, you know, hope that they're happy and healthy. Mm-hmm. Even you know, and it reminds me of like when, when Jesus said, forgive them for that they know not what they do. Exactly. You can apply that in your daily life to people who wrong you or do wrong or whatever. Like we, we, (laughs) 
couple weeks ago took a check um, to a place in, in town for a local benefit um, for kids. And we left there. We went to one store and came out to the parking lot. And one of our truck windows was shattered. And the other one was broken. But um, it wasn't completely shattered. And my husband and I looked at each other and were like, Lord, we forgive him. You know, I hope that you work through him, put the Holy Spirit in him and change his life for the better. Yeah. You know, so it could have been a or angry blow up or something. But it, instead, it was like, I, I pray for this person who did that. Yeah. Did they get the check from inside your car or? Oh, no, we had already dropped the check off. Oh, okay. And then we stopped at a store afterwards and and oh. somebody was just smash happy and smashed ours and four oh. cars next to us. And honestly, when things life happens, life right. hard, you know, existence is essentially suffering. I firmly believe that when things go wrong, you really have to consider, well, like, at least it wasn't like this. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I had something really good happen to me earlier. So, you know, and my boyfriend being his nihilistic self, he says, every time something really good happens to me, I'm terrified because the next thing around the corner is going to be bad. And it's like, you it's that mindset that pulls that scarcity mindset that mm -hmm. like, no matter what happens to me, I have, you know, it, it's not good. It's never good. It's just something bad is waiting around the corner. It's mm -hmm. like you have to relish in the fact that what you are living in is essentially good. Like that's mm -hmm. the message of God. And you have the power to make things better. Exactly. I was going to say... Because if you reroute your vision and look through your at your life through a different lens, you woke up this morning, you're able to breathe, you're healthy, you have a roof over your head, you have clothes on your back, you have food in your stomach, exactly. you have a great partner, you have, you know, whatever you need to survive in life, today is going to be a good day. And right. something bad that happens, I'm going to say thank you. I still appreciate the good with the bad. Yes. You know, and because bad is always going to come up. Bad will always happen. Yeah. But it's a test of how we react and what our emotions are. Yeah. That, that will, you know, further our day, further us as a person as well. Yeah, it, you know, it teaches you to grow and mm -hmm. it influences your choices for the future. Right. You learn lessons. Right, and, absolutely. You know, you think twice about things and that's not necessarily being anxious or living in fear, but it's being like healthily cautious mm -hmm. because you can't trust everybody and, right. you know, you can't trust every situation. So you really have to take everything with a grain of salt and that's what makes life so difficult. Mm -hmm. Because people don't know how to have healthy relationships anymore. So they can't talk about their shit. You know, True. they don't feel comfortable sharing what's 
happen to them and they live mm-hmm. in their trauma and they like hold it like a blanket like right. this happened to me so now every decision that I make affects you know is affected by this mm-hmm. thing that occurred in my past and they don't know how to move on and ascend from that they mm-hmm. will always have that safety blanket that's right. essentially like a noose holding them back and holding them down. And I'm glad you said noose because it reminds me of when the Bible talks about having a yoke around your neck, you know, like they do with oxen. They're Mm -hmm. very heavy. They're very awkward. And that is your life hanging around your neck because you choose not to be vulnerable and, and live as your true self. So, You know, people that don't want to open up and talk about, you know, traumas that have happened to them or things that happened when they were growing up or whatever. Um, That prevention of talking about a vulnerability, the blind spot in your life, and you will not be able to grow as a person and move on until you can open up that blind spot and fill that and move on. Yeah. Yeah. I think that wearing your heart on your sleeve is not the worst thing in the world. Mm -hmm. And to be an open book, like, I don't know, like, what's the worst that can happen that you're embarrassed? Mm -hmm. I mean, we all get embarrassed. That's part of every Everybody has a story, right? And everybody has been through something um, something that that may be uncomfortable. Yeah. But you're not the other person. Learn from your experience. Right. And, you know, I've been through some stuff in my childhood that makes me who I am today. Um, In first grade, I was approached by another child of six years old, and she asked me if I had ever kissed a girl before. And I said no. And we went to go kiss in the bathroom because I didn't see a problem with it and you know I had nothing better to do and that influenced a lot of decisions in my further life with relationships you know and I label myself as bisexual because those are the experiences I had and I can't really um I can't really deny that or say that it never happened and Mm -hmm. I believe that someone can learn from my story because I was so young and I didn't see a problem with it because of the propaganda that was on TV. Mm-hmm. And like, even back then in like 2004 or five, you know, there, it was still creeping up that sex was everything. And mm-hmm. that's why I developed such a strange mindset during high school and like, when I finally moved in with my boyfriend, I, I thought like, okay, this is all there is to life. Like, this is what I'm supposed to be for him. And he was like, no, not really. Like <laughs> feminism has steered you wrong. And like, I just want to chill out with you. I'm tired because I work 12 hours a day, six <laughs> days a week. Like, bro, let's just, let's just chill. And you know, I didn't have to like fulfill that role all the time, but like that desperation of wanting to be desired Mm -hmm. just, you know, from a young age, because that happened to me, 
that still permeates my life. And I really, you know, have a hard time with that. But I think that when I create art and I create something worthy of being seen, it helps with that little aspect, that void that I have mm-hmm. in my soul, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, you know, those, those things take time to overcome, but nobody should ever be embarrassed. Um, to talk about things that happened to them because that is always your testimony in life. And that is what our purpose is, is to make sure that we give our testimony because even if that testimony reaches, you know, one person's ears that's supposed to hear it, you've done your job. Right. Exactly. So guaranteed that other people are feeling the same way that you do or, you know, have had a similar experience or, or whatever. And they needed to hear that in that moment to figure out, you know, they're not the only person that's going through this. They're not the only person that's experienced it or, okay, now I can see my, you know, my thoughts in a different, if in a different light now. Exactly. So. That's really important. And, you know, that's our power as human beings is mm-hmm. we have that space to share. Right. Ultimately, it's just sharing. Like we teach babies to share at like the super young age. Like mm-hmm. that is the main part of life is that you are sharing. And sometimes that's emotionally sharing, too. Absolutely. Or spiritually sharing. That's very important for people as well. Exactly. Three together in my name. That's all you need. Let me ask you uh, before I forget and get off of here. um, Tell me like what your podcast is called and what, what drove you to want to start it? Well, um, it's called the actual angel podcast. And it's because my last name is Angel, and that means angel in German. And, you know, my dad always pointed that out. And mm-hmm. that was always a very special aspect of my life that, like, my last name literally means angel. Um, and I just want to say that, like, the jet with the three T's, the three T's stand for the sinners that were crucified next to Christ. And, you know, the one center said, um, you know, remember me when you're in heaven, Jesus. And Mm -hmm. then the other center was like, if you're God, you know, cast us down. Like if you're Mm -hmm. really, and so that's the two sides of us that like, you can either like, honestly, like have humility in the presence of God, Mm -hmm. or you can be angry at God. Right. And I just believe that that's a really strong healing, ultimately, message that people need to pay attention to. Um, And then Jet, my dad wanted to call me Jet, and I think it sounds cool. (laughs) 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 Jamie, which is my real name. Um, My podcast, I, you know, as soon as I found out about Epstein and, uh, the reason I mentioned the DDLG, like daddy, Don little girl thing is because I am an age regressor. 
little. So that means that to deal with my trauma or to cope or to heal, um, you know, I have moments of time where I just like retort into this like little space. It's called the headspace or the mindset. And you color and you kind of act like a little kid and you watch Disney movies, basically. So when I found out that Epstein was connected to Disney, I had to change my entire viewpoint on things. And I was like, I can't support this anymore. And it's honestly the reason that I am the way I am. And I have these feelings that need to be like, never grow up you know, always trust in Disney, like it's some kind of God. Mm -hmm. And I ultimately think that the scene from Aladdin, where Jasmine is in handcuffs, and she's with Jafar in that red outfit, and she's like, being held as his prisoner. That's honestly the reason I'm into BDSM, I think, like, (laughs) just from a young age. Those sexual topics being inserted into our psyches, that has an effect. Mm-hmm. These are not topics that children should be subjected to. So when I found out about Elsa Gate, which is a rabbit hole in and of itself, these videos on YouTube that, you know, oh, how do I explain this without sounding absolutely insane? Because it makes me so infuriated. Um Back in 2018, the autoplay feature was installed on YouTube. And that means that like videos will play. So Mm -hmm. if you have a video about Frozen, Elsa, you know, Elsa, Anna, Disney, Frozen, and you put that on for your child, it'll play all the videos and just keep playing all the Elsa videos, all the you know, Olaf, all the let it go, all the, all that. And you can see how someone with insidious intentions could warp that and twist that to suit their own agendas because these videos started popping up millions a day, um, either by AI or another means, what have you, that were featuring these characters and you can look this up it's elsa spider-man is usually her suitor um not really her protector but sometimes he acts as such uh the joker is the pimp you know all these different aspects it has to do with color programming and the mk ultra spectrum of that side of things and there's fetishized topics in these videos there's drinking urine eating feces. Oh, yeah, it it is not disturbing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's hella disturbing. And when I found out that this is what like infants were being subjected to, because what does the parent do? Put the put on the TV and walk out of the room, Mm -hmm. walk out of the room, go do dishes. You know, the kids occupied for the next couple hours. Meanwhile, that child is getting absolutely traumatized. Loud crying sounds. These are things to look out for. Loud crying sounds. There's certain flashes of light at certain times that are honestly like 
brainwashing them. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to watch what your kids are watching because if you're not, <laughs> you don't know what's happening to them. There's mm-hmm. a feature of this called bad baby and it'll teach the children to literally like run away from their parents and like they'll get rewarded in the videos because they're running away from their parents or they're like doing you know just being deceitful stealing a cookie you know all these things like it's just treating teaching kids to be bad and like bad like we like to say there's no such thing as a bad child, right? Children mm-hmm. are innocent. But you can insert the wrong morals right. and twist psyches to believe that certain things are okay. Mm-hmm. And bottom line is these ideologies that they want these children to have are not okay. And it creates a broken human that is not a functioning member of society and therefore a broken, controllable, moldable society. That's that's so terrifying. And I wish people would pay more attention to that instead of using electronics as a babysitter. Yeah. Um, get one of the rolling baby carts or a bouncy seat or something and take them in the same room with you. I mean, right. that's stupid to give like a baby an iPhone or even a an infant of a certain age an iPhone and be like, here, just play on my phone. And I don't want to deal with you. I'm busy. It's so unfortunate that like the relationship between parents or ch- and children have been compromised divide is just exponential. It's Mm -hmm. just out of this world. And no one knows how to communicate with children anymore. Like, okay, I get it. You don't like them having their phone in their hands constantly, you know, but there is a, there has to be a middle ground Mm -hmm. where you can talk to a child about, you know, things that you grew up with and they'll They'll understand if you like word it in a certain way. People just refuse to see each other's side of things. Mm-hmm. And that's very true. And that's all been controlled and conditioned to be such because they don't want us to understand each other. Mm-hmm. Interesting when you give a teenager the time of day, how their eyes just light up. Mm-hmm. You know, if you pay attention to what they, enjoy i have a friend who uh you know she coached softball and the teenagers would you know show them memes you know they would show memes around just funny little internet videos and such but this one girl just wanted to show her pictures of her cat like that's all you know this 13 year old girl just wanted someone to look up to and show pictures of her little pet at home that she values and you know, loves and holds dear. I, it's, it's just a sad world that we live in where something innocent like that can be misconstrued as something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's that's a good message to always remember to take the time for other people. You You have a moment in your day, you know, to smile at somebody or, 
you know, pat somebody on the back or, you know, touch somebody's hand or, you know, definitely talk to them or say something nice or hold the door open for them or something. It doesn't take a lot for you to be kind to somebody else. Exactly. And it's something that, you know, hopefully they remember if their psyche doesn't just latch on to it because mm -hmm. it means something. It means right. something in the scheme of things. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So tell everybody, my dear, um, where they can find your podcast at and where they can find you at. So you can find me on Instagram. It is at Jet Angel with three T's. So it's Jet T T T dot Angel. Um, and you can find my podcast on my Instagram and you can find it at the actual angel podcast. Um, I'm working on getting it on Apple podcasts. I have to go back and look at that, but, um, you can find it on, I believe it's on Spotify. Uh, you can go to the actual angel podcast on Instagram or just my jet angel Instagram and find it in the links in my bio. And I just want to mention one more thing is the reason that I started the podcast is because people actually like listen to me. I have this one, I call her my little convert because when I was working at Forever 21, she was my customer and I thought her outfit was really cute. And I got her Instagram and like we became friends on Instagram and I post about my love of Jesus so much and what he's done for my life and how many blessings I've gotten thus far just from believing and living mm -hmm. by his word that she is now a Christian and Amen. she, you know, her entire, you know, upbringing and just the way her life is currently going she has a loving boyfriend now like she has a beautiful little cat like things are going good for her because she decided to surrender to the sacrifice that is jesus christ mm -hmm. you just have to honor your purpose and amen to that <laughs> you know that's the bottom line and I just want to share that message and exemplify that as we can all exemplify Christ here on uh, here in this realm. I'm not even going to, you know, call it this planet because it's a realm and I'm very <laughs> metaphysical. And like ever since learning about healing frequencies and everything, I've, you know, my whole life has been changed. Everything is frequency. And as weird as it sounds, we are computers made of water. Oh, we are we are the most amazing supercomputer on the planet. Exactly. Or, and they want or in this in this realm us. world wherever we are. <laughs> they want to inject a computer into us that overrides that creation that God has made. Mm -hmm. And it's just completely wrong. And I'm yep. so glad and grateful that Jesus has opened my eyes to what really matters mm -hmm. and what I need to be fighting for and fighting against right. in this grand scheme of things, which is saving children from absolute, you know, torture. That's, that's the bottom line. You know, you save the children, you save humanity. Right. 
you save the children from what we went through as kids. Like I talked to my friends and we have, we all had fucked up childhoods, like some worse than others, I admit, but like, when does it end? When does that cycle stop? And when can we start honestly looking at our trauma and saying, this is not who I want to be anymore? Mm -hmm. You know, and this is not who I am. This is something that happened, but that's not now. Exactly. We can always move forward. Just one foot in front of the other. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to say, I love you dearly. I'm so, so, so glad that you joined me today, that you were humble enough to share your story um, and how things have changed and progressed for you and all of that. So thank you for sharing. It was a beautiful thing. And Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to the listeners. Praise God that we are here to live another day, to love and support one another. And be in this fight, ultimately. It's a really special thing that's brought us all together. Just you know, fighting for the good and the highest conceivable good that we could possibly, you know, manifest. Amen to that, sister. Mm. So for me and for Jet, thank you so much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you have a great holiday season. Spread love and joy. Spend time with your family. And we will see you next time. Have a good one. God bless. Peace of Christ.